and welcome to the Joyful Doctor podcast. My name is Dr Caroline Walker and I'm a psychiatrist and a specialist in doctor's well-being. Uh, These next few podcasts are going to be a special series of podcasts in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, looking at lots of different ways that we can support ourselves as doctors um, out there struggling through this, um, these challenging times. So please, if you find these um, podcasts helpful, please do spread them far and wide uh, to your doctor colleagues and to other healthcare professionals, or in fact, anyone you think might be helped by them. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Joyful Doctor podcast. I'm really, really, really excited to have with me today, Rachel Morris. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's so lovely to have you. As you know, I just, yeah, I just love um, doing any work with you at all. It's been such a joy over the last year to get um, so many opportunities to to work together. Um, And so I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself um, to our audience, if you wouldn't mind, letting us know a bit about you. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm Rachel Morris. I'm a GP turned executive coach and I specialise in resilience in the workplace. I host a podcast called You Are Not a Frog and I do a lot of sort of resilience, uh, productivity training, and I run a couple of online memberships, um, helping managers support their teams for resilience and also helping doctors to thrive. I run that with you, Caroline. So that's one of those great big joys over the last year has been doing a lot of work with, with Caroline. Oh, thank you, Rachel. It's been, um, it has been, I mean, it's been an extraordinary year, hasn't it? Um, And we'll touch on that a bit more in a moment. But I just want to start by asking you um, what I ask all of my guests. What does it mean to you to be a joyful doctor? Oh, that is such a difficult question. And I know you've you've pre-warned me about this. And I'm still (laughs) thinking, what does it mean to be a joyful doctor? I think it means um, being happy in your own skin. Mm. being content with life um, being content with with who you are not having to pretend or or change who you are and that probably means fitting your work around your strengths and for me it's enjoying the work that you do yeah oh totally I can really resonate with that I think um uh I was just thinking actually before we press record today I was sharing with you that I'm having you know a bit of a tough time at the moment a bit of a tough day and I was thinking oh how am I going to get my energy up to do this podcast and appear as you know this kind of enthusiastic version of myself and actually just that just reminding myself actually we don't have to do that right we can actually just show up in the world and be be authentic to who we are and what's going on for us and that's okay you know and work in a way that is um real and uh, honest and you know not kind of putting on a face as doctors often do yeah and that takes a lot of energy if you're trying to be something or do something that 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 doesn't fit I someone yesterday said to me actually if something that he'd heard someone else say was that if you feel like what you're carrying is a real burden then you're probably carrying the wrong thing Mm. oh I love that I and that reminds me of a um a metaphor that a really good friend of mine often reminds me of which is the carrying the rucksack metaphor it's like we're all carrying this rucksack in our lives and it's got like 
you know, every day things get put in it, like issues and problems and nice things as well. But we end up carrying this around. And every now and again, it's a really good idea just to sit down and go, take your rucksack off, have a look and see what you're carrying. Like, and, and choose what you're going to take and what you're going to leave behind. You know, it takes me back to my kind of expedition days when I was a teenager and we used to pack for um, trekking and stuff like that. And, and actually, we don't have to carry all that stuff with us. We can just, yeah, put it down. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. It's a choice, right? And I, I think the problem with doctors mm-hmm. is that we very readily carry other people's rocks around in our rucksacks. Yeah. That's our sort of default position, isn't it? Oh no, I, I'll help you. Give me, give me a rock. Give me a rock. Yeah. Or a patient comes in. Oh, got another rock in your rucksack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chat with a friend. Oh, another rock in a rucksack. And we are that kind of people, aren't we? Kind of caring, empathic, and and we want to help. And that's a good thing. I don't think we need to um, uh, turn that off or, or think see that as a bad trait. I think it's wonderful. But yeah, just being mindful maybe of where. We've just we've just maybe chosen to carry a few too many rocks and which ones we can put down and yeah. So tell us about a time then when you perhaps weren't so joyful in your yeah. Well, I think there's there's been several times. I mean, I, th- I think I, I I I have struggled through my medical career and I found you know the, the first my first job was really really shocked me about how hard it was being a junior doctor going from you know being a medical student with almost no responsibility to suddenly being the person it just felt like you were responsible for everything in the hospital mm-hmm. okay. cleaners didn't turn up you did it <laughs> yeah um so you know a lack of sleep I found really really difficult I, I still do I still need my sleep and then I guess through my career I I did I did struggle with um some of the practices I was working in I didn't enjoy so much and actually just changing the practice I was in made a huge difference I remember an appraiser what I was said to her oh I think I'm in the wrong job she said you're not in the wrong job you're in the wrong surgery so I I changed Mm. and that was really really helpful Um, and another time was realizing that the, the the work I was in wasn't hugely fitting my skills and what I wanted to do mm. but I felt really trapped because the bit of my job I really enjoyed depended on another bit of my job that I didn't like and I was like well I'm, ch- I'm stuck there's nothing I can do here and that for me was profoundly disempowering and I guess actually what, what then happened was it was a new year's eve I was with my husband and my sister and I said oh what are your news resolutions today um and they said well we haven't got any but yours is to get a new job (laughs) oh like they put that mirror up to you right it's like yeah we can see it we we, yeah yeah I think I might have been a bit whingy (laughs) (laughs) so then I that was the first time I thought could I could I really and was and it, do you think that's about permission I'm just wondering you know I talk about permission all the time but is that like they almost gave you permission in that moment to go oh maybe I could get a new job you yeah. know yeah totally because I thought I, I wasn't allowed to get a new job or, yeah. or to do something different and yeah. it was a relief to know that they thought and you know my other half has always been absolutely brilliant whenever I said oh this and that he said well do something different yeah and of course this is the world kind of lives like this right outside of medicine people are like oh this isn't working out I'll try something else or whereas in medicine I think we're on this conveyor belt right or this one track where we feel like the only way is to keep going on that track yeah and And it was so it was me it was me stopping myself and as soon as 
they gave me permission to give myself permission yeah I thought right okay well I could wow and then I, I got really excited and then I booked a coach and through the coaching I started exploring loads and loads of different options yeah most of which didn't work out which is great because every time you explore one option you know what you don't like (laughs) you don't like to do oh I'm so glad you brought that up actually because that's really common with doctors as well when they're thinking about say career change which many doctors are at the moment um they'll often think um they've got to find the right perfect thing the first time like to jump from where they are to there it's got to be the absolute right first step and actually if you can just loosen that off a little bit and go well I'll try this for a little while and see what happens and you get a bit of feedback mm-hmm. and then you take another step in a different direction if it isn't right or carry on down the same road if it does feel right that's a much nicer way to do it I think uh, and much easier and actually doctors we're, we're really lucky that we can actually diversify within our actual job. Yeah. So whether you're a GP or a hospital doctor, yeah. you can say, well, let me do the audit lead or let me do some teaching or let me take yes. on that role for the CCG or the PCN yeah. and sudden, and you do one thing and that leads to another thing, which leads to another thing. And suddenly you've got this whole different thing, even though you've not actually left your primary job. Yeah, a completely different way of working, different way of using your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I, I often talk with doctors about when they're looking for career change, they to me they're either they'll either just look at just the closest step to them and they won't be looking wide enough or they think they need to make a massive change like leave medicine completely in order to feel better and actually sometimes it's just we're sitting down and thinking with somebody like a coach or something like that where you just you start to see all of the options and start to see well what try them on you know a bit like you might try on 10 outfits and choose the one that fits the nice makes you feel the best and looks the best and yeah you know trying different ideas that you wouldn't necessarily come to you on your own if you're just looking at what other people are doing or what you think is possible yeah but we are we're so afraid of failing at stuff that it often yeah that we don't do it and I guess that's one thing I have learned through my career is you've got to just try stuff because otherwise you don't know you don't know what it's it's like my my training course I now have this sort of shapes toolkit which um we deliver to doctors and 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 people in other organizations and practice managers and GP fellows and and loads of different people it didn't start out how it is now no it started off with me going "Hmm, quite interested in resilience so um, my local sort of GP network I said can I do an evening on resilience so I literally read a book the week before yeah (laughs) right let's try this and we tried it and some things went yeah. really well <clears throat> some didn't yeah and then then the next iteration was I decided to then run a day on well-being and resilience and I paired up with a friend yeah. who's a mindfulness teacher a friend who's a personal trainer and we and we did it and <clears throat> we put far too much content in it and we got loads <laughs> of people we got 20 people said come on this day for free we'll try it out and so we did it and I always remember at the end, <clears throat> really lovely guy who I know really well. He said, Rachel, would you like some feedback? I said, oh, yes, please. That'd be really helpful. This is just at the end of the day. And he sat me down. I'm not joking. He had 10 pages of, oh. of criticism. Oh. <laughs> it was just like. Ugh. Worst nightmare stuff. Yeah. It was awful. But at the time, it was just the wrong time. If it had come to me like a week later and said, should we have a feedback? It would be good. I felt utterly crushed. However, actually, most of what he said was bang on. Yeah. And really, really helpful. And so then I changed it. And then I went into some organizations and that, you know, and then we changed it. And then we changed it. So everything I've done has almost come from 
failure in a way yeah yeah yeah. so there's a great um isn't there a podcast around that um how to fail is it yes Uh, yes it's called with elizabeth something like that it's how to fail yeah um that i'm constantly people are recommending to me and it's on my list to check out um yeah and i can really relate to that as well because being specializing in doctor's well-being it was like um where do you start like you know this isn't like a, a well laid out path um and i just did what you did i kind of just volunteered to do a couple of bits and bobs I just gathered things I looked read things I tried things out and and yeah and like you say you learn from your mistakes and and slowly things evolve and but that's not the way that we're used to doing it as doctors is it as doctors we're used to somebody saying you don't know this I'm going to teach you it and this is the way you should do it and and we feel very I think we're very um reassured by that it's like oh okay yeah I can do that I can do what you're telling me to do and I can do it well um whereas when somebody says to you actually what you've got to do is jump jump off a cliff you don't know where you're going to land you don't know what's going to happen on the way down like you know it'll be a parachute may or may not open (laughs) yeah yeah it's like um maybe I'll just stay in my job that I'm you know although I'm really really desperately unhappy I feel safe and I think that is one of the things yeah we're often supporting doctors with that that idea of or that feeling that can't you know that vulnerability of like what's going to happen if I make this big change because mm-hmm. um, we've, we've, we've had our career sort of mapped out for us haven't we yeah. and so there's there's very little risk if you follow the career path that is you know yeah. genie doctor registrar consultant or yeah. you know GP blah blah yeah. this that and the other but as soon as you start to deviate it becomes risky it was suddenly in really unfamiliar territory and frankly we don't like not being brilliant at everything we do. Yeah. And when you're in that, I think you also don't see all of the people that are doing it differently. You see the people that are on the narrow path, but you don't see all the doctors out there that are doing, you know, perhaps they're part-time doctor, part-time author, part-time doctor, part-time chef, you know, who knows, like all these different amazing things that doctors are doing with their time and their lives. But, um, and I think once you do take a little step out, side off the beaten track you do start to then see oh there's all these other people and you make your new networks and you and I think that's really important that kind of role modeling that um it is okay actually um and you can go back there's this big myth as well as never doctors oh if I step off I can never go back and it's just not true you know oh so we you and I met like really for the first time what a year or so ago now I think originally it was maybe two years ago we were at the same conference talking at the same conference and said hello to each other the PMG UK um this was pre-COVID I think but really it was COVID wasn't it that that brought us together and I'm so pleased it did it was for me it was one of the you know the real positives of this awful last year and a bit um um and yeah I guess I just wanted to share with our, our the, anyone listening to this podcast about um, what we're doing with our Permission to Thrive group and why, um, and share a bit about our story over this last year. Um, so what's it, what's it been like for you? Well, I mean, it's, COVID has been really tough, you know, when, because I, I now, you know, work exclusively in the sort of wellbeing resilience space, doing mm-hmm. training and coaching and podcasting. And in in February March last year it all stops just literally all everything I was supposed to be speaking all these conferences all these training just completely cancelled so I was like what's going to happen um but then gradually it it came back as people realized actually for some reason well-being was like really high on the agenda and we needed to really focus on things and 
and then we I think you get in contact with me I can't even I remember can. how it, I can't even remember but... and we we decided to do a podcast I think we did a podcast again to start off with didn't we just to sort of because we just saw how people were struggling we thought is there anything yeah we can do and then we so we started doing some podcasts and then <clears throat> gradually asked to do being asked to do some webinars through various different organizations both within the NHS for sort of practitioner health and and for other organizations as well and and we just found that there was a a real synergy in, in 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 what we did we were talking earlier actually I I, yeah. I I said I'm a bit like a magpie I collect all these different ideas and from books and and things like that and I just love sharing and I think you have, have got as well as any ideas you've got that sort of depth of knowledge in terms of psych you're a psychiatrist which is always really helpful <laughs> and a psychotherapist and all your experience of working with doctors who were struggling we thought actually is there something more that we could do together to really support support doctors in the way that in the way that they need because I think sometimes we think that we know what people need to help mm. them mm. we mind read mm. a bit. and yeah yeah and actually um I think it surprised me actually when we started when we put out those first couple of web in that first sort of lockdown period the feedback that we were getting the sorts of things that people were struggling with I remember being really taken aback by just how guilty people were feeling at that time like not doing enough putting their family at risk and not uh, feeling bad about taking time off feeling bad about this bad about that and it really um it was it, I mean, it was just a tumultuous time, wasn't it? A real roller coaster of emotions. People were on edge and exhausted and facing the complete unknown, you know. And I think that for me, that's one of the biggest things that shifted slightly over the year is now at least I think we've sort of starting to adapt to the idea of change. I think when it first came along, it was like, bang out of nowhere suddenly life's turned upside down now it's like okay we're kind of used to the idea that life can turn upside down and we're adapting and but we're all just now a bit tired and a and bit angry like, oh, and angry oh god yes lots of anger yeah yeah so for me it was really helpful to to be able to like name that stuff for, for doctors and for healthcare professionals and to be able to say God, this is what we're hearing. This is what people are experiencing. And it's normal. Like, it's okay if you're if you're feeling any of these things, you know, if you're angry, if you're anxious, if you're grieving, if you're um, stressed, <laughs> not sleeping, maybe you're eating more, drinking more, you know, um, actually it's, it's okay. Like a lot of us are, and there are things that we can do. And, um, and I think that then led us, didn't it, to the permission to thrive idea, that idea that, hey, wouldn't it be nice if there was a space where doctors could come and hang out? Not, not too often, not too big a deal, like not too much of a time commitment, one, one hour a month, you know, just come and just be together and think about how do we look after ourselves in times like these? Like, how do we, how do you make a, how do you set a goal or a make a plan or, or think about your career when everything is up in the air and changing so much? You know, how do you make time for yourself? How do you set boundaries and say no when there's so much need? So many people asking things of you, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, so we we set up the Permission to Thrive group and it's been so, so lovely. Um, and I guess I did want to share it and let people know about it through the podcast because um, we're just getting so many, like, lovely feet, lots of feedback from people now, aren't we, about how much they're finding it helpful. And, um, yeah. yeah. So, I think... 
<clears throat> for me, the permission to thrive has been quite surprising mm. because I think as a sort of, when you're in the wellbeing space, when you've done a coaching course, when you're sort of reading all these books, you, you get into this particular world where it's all about giving yourself time and space, you know, working out what you really need, um, a lot of sort of mindfulness type stuff, lots of, you know, uh, self-compassion, all those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And it's quite easy to get into the mindset, everyone else knows about this mm. and that everyone else is doing it, and it's just really obvious. But what I've realized is that, you know, so doctors are so busy yeah. and often inside work and outside work that a lot of them just don't have time to look into this stuff. Yeah. And it's not necessary. It's, it, I think having had having had the pandemic, we, it's now a bit more in the collective psyche about the whole well-being stuff. Mm. And so we're starting to it's starting to sort of be, become much more well known about actually the things you need to do. Mm. Um, and actually, if you asked anyone what do you need to do, they would know it's about how how you do it. Well, and that's the thing for me. It's like they might know that they need to I don't know, rest and a little bit more or move a little bit more or whatever or or have some time to themselves or they might know that but how do you do that when you're a doctor when you're a busy doctor who's maybe your GP is seeing 40 to 60 patients a day and you've got you know family and neighbors and all that other stuff going on that we're all dealing with and during lockdown you know how do you practically like um you know you might read in a book oh this is what you should be doing and tick 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 do these five things and you'll feel great but like how do you actually do that when you're a you're an incredibly busy stressed out doctor so for me it was about going hey let's well let's talk about that let's get together as doctors who get it who understand who, who see how um know the challenges right know how hard it is when you've got that extra patient that needs to be seen but you desperately need to go home um or you haven't you know you need to go to the low or you you know you haven't had a break all day or um for me it's about that that kind of identification that you get with the group of people who know what how how challenging that is but also learning well okay let's share like what does work Mm. you know that's been one of the lovely things is hearing from members of the group like well I tried this or I did that or you know their little wins their little um strategies that have have made an impact, made a difference, made things easier. Yeah. 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 I think as well, being a doctor is profoundly lonely, actually, because you spend so, I mean, I'm speaking from my experience as as a GP, Mm. you know, you go into it, you spend all day in a room on your own Mm -hmm. and and you might see your colleagues for sort of five minutes. So actually you don't have time to share what you're feeling even more lonely since covid right because before you might have had a coffee break and chatted but now there's been the you know the whole social distancing thing the whole isolation working from home the all of that added in as well it's like loneliness on loneliness on loneliness and I can really relate to that I mean I'm quite a I don't mind working on my own actually I quite like um my own company and working from home and but but there can be too much as well even for those of us who you know it suits it actually it, it can get it very quickly very isolating actually and how do you find ways to stay connected in a world that is you know feels quite disconnected still mm. and yeah. also not to feel that it's it's a weakness to need help or to seek or to seek help I mean I'm always just you know I've been really reflecting on this recently so I've, I've got a bit of a story let me try this out with you Caroline does okay. this make any sense <laughs> my parents used to live in Wales 
in order to get to Wales, you had to go to their house. You had to go up, through, up over this massive pass to get down. So they lived in, in Barmouth, just on the Mordak Estuary, just gorgeous, gorgeous place. So years ago, we went up with a group of friends to stay there for the weekend. And one of my friends was, was driving her car. Um, and I, I don't think she did much driving because I had no idea how this could happen. Anyway, she phoned me from the top of the pass saying, Rachel, my car has broken down. I said, well, what's happened? She said, well, I know it's making this really weird noise and it's just overheated. And I said, well, ha what happened? She said, well, I thought I was wondering what was happening as I was driving up in, in, in you know, in fourth gear. I said, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you were driving up in fourth gear. She said, yeah, well, I, that's just how I drive. Drive everywhere in fourth gear. I was like, you can't get up that hill in fourth gear. Mm. I had no idea how she had got to the top to that top of that pass at the car park and her car was just doing was just being normal was just yeah. doing what you know frankly if you climb a hill in fourth gate it, it's going to overheat but or something something yeah. weird happened to the car it stopped working it wasn't the car's fault and it wasn't that the car was broken yeah. it was just working for a car and I think for medics when we getting feeling burnt out where we feel overwhelmed where we feel we can't cope we feel there's a weakness with us there's something wrong with us yeah actually I think it's the opposite I think it's the fact that there is nothing wrong with you yeah and your brain is working the way it we yeah. have been designed because we, we've been designed to rest and to not overwork and spend most of our time in our rest and our digest zones not in our threat or drive zones yeah so I'm so so I think actually the reason we're feeling stressed and burnt out and disconnected because we're feeling lonely is because we're not broken. And I really want to get that message across. Totally. To yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I always talk about um, trying to grow a flower in concrete. Yeah. It's like you are a flower, right? You're a beautiful, wonderful, natural living thing that is meant to grow in soil that's rich with nutrients, with sunshine and rain and love. You're not meant to grow in concrete. Um, and then sometimes working as a doctor feels like that it feels like we are trying to grow in concrete and we find every little crack we can to get through and still grow and we call that resilience right and it's like no it's like oh my god we are so resilient we're some of the most resilient people on the planet yeah. it's like the stuff that we have had to deal with and, and do on a daily basis is extraordinary so that yeah I, I really yeah big believer in that as well we need yeah. to change that narrative that story that Actually, doctors are incredibly healthy, normal, resilient. But yes, there are things that we, like traits we have that can sometimes lead us into problems. So, you know, the fact that we like to help everybody all the time, you know, we maybe we need to learn a little bit around boundaries about how do you say no? How do you prioritize um, in a world where it feels like you can't say no? Um, and, you know, maybe there are some traits within us that we can, we can own. And we can turn to our advantage, but also just keep an eye on where they might be, yeah, causing those problems. Yeah, and so, I think that's that's been the advantage for, from the Permission to Thrive membership, because yeah. um, for people that don't know, it's basically a membership where you get a webinar once a month and then a workbook, like a coaching workbook that you can reflect and actually do some activities after the webinar to sort of get some concrete actions and actually make some changes. And that that's all it is. So it just takes one hour a week. You can uh, one hour a one, month. One hour. Oh, month. month. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, and, we really didn't want to overload. People. Oh, crap. Yeah, and you, can, you know, if you can't make it, totally fine because it's all recorded and you can watch it. Yeah. and you can see your work. Yeah. And then you. And can actually, we've it. had a few people that have said that they're watching them two, three times because they're finding oh. it's so nice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 
that's great and it has the added advantages as going along you can you know you use your cpd and your appraisal yeah. use it for your appraisal so, Absolutely. so think, 12 to 24 hours of cpd yeah yeah so you get it so and i think in a year the, the thing is that we are giving some things that you can actually do something about you can you can take you know you can listen to the stuff and then and then create some action so i think it's just low it's just low commitment because i think you know we would both recommend gold standard coaching to anybody, you know, yeah. because I think coaching really helps you move forward. But the biggest barrier for doctors, I think for well-being, for coaching, all that is time. Yeah. And people, yes. coaching takes time. It's, you know, one or two hours a session, and then you've got to sort of do all your actions and stuff like that. So we wanted to do something that, that, that you can still get some of the benefits from the sort of coaching approach, yeah. but, you don't have, but it doesn't have the sort of financial commitment that, 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 that is a whole load of coaching yeah and we'll, connecting we'll with other like-minded doctors who get it as well I think that's been really nice like just a whole group of people who who are yeah recognizing the the tough things that are happening but also trying to think what can we do to help ourselves and each other through this yeah so if they want to join it's um permission to thrive Org, is org. Yeah, 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 lovely. So please do come along. There's a, a monthly, and um, you can you can if you want to just try out one webinar, you can get one webinar at a time, or you can join us with a monthly membership or annually. Um, and we would absolutely love to see you there. Um, it's been one of our, it was certainly the highlight of my month. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, just loving it at the moment. So, um, and thank you, Rachel, for for coming on today to um, share a bit of your story and um, and the work that we've been trying to do to help doctors together this year. Um, if you had, like, let's say this was your last chance to talk to doctors out there. This was your one opportunity to say something to them to pass on a message. What what would you say? I would say for doctors, stay in your zone of power. That means work out what is in your control and what is not in your control. Mm. And then forget the stuff that's not in your control. Don't, don't try and change that because you can't. Mm. Work out what is in your control. And there's an awful lot more that's in your control than you think there is. Mm. Work it out, get some actions and actually just make a start. Nice. And are there any particular resources? I mean, we've mentioned the Permission to Thrive membership already. We'd love to see you all in that um, at permissiontothrive.org. Um, but any other resources or? Yeah, so so check out permissiontothrive.org. But just to say as well, if you want to try it out and you don't find value, we're offering a 100% money back guarantee. So you can try it with, with, no, with no risk if that's Definitely. helpful to yeah. people. Um, uh, check out my podcast, which is uh, you are not a frog.com. That we I interview people, it's it's all about life hacks to help doctors beat burnout and work happier. So there's lots of other stuff there. It's fantastic, I have to say, Rachel. I mean, you know I'm a big fan, but the the, the You Are Not a Frog podcast is phenomenal. And I know and you got some rating this year, I think that was extraordinary, one of the top business. Oh, well, we've, we're, we're, we're now consistently in the top 100 Apple business podcasts. Oh, that's amazing. I do find it quite funny because I'm looking down the list, it's like Tim Ferriss and all these oh. people. And then it's like, frog <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's one of the things i love the most about it is that that metaphor and, and people want to hear um why it's called that then definitely check out the podcast yeah brilliant. and actually we have just done we are just in the middle of a series on how to survive complaints as a doctor which 
um right. got some amazing so, guests so helpful that yeah. you're one of my guests caroline on yes. that as well <laughs> I, well and because i just want people to know it's so normal right we all get complaints and it's horrible and it sucks and what there are things we can do to help ourselves through those tough times so yeah definitely check that out yeah, and check it out. if well. you want to contact me you can contact yeah. me uh, at, uh email me rachel at worldmonday.co.uk or i'm on twitter at dr rachel morris uh, so lovely yeah, just... and we'll pop all of those contact details and the links we've mentioned and resources in the show notes for you um and that just leaves me to say thank you so much rachel for coming on it's been a, a joy as always um to hang out with you and we hope to see uh many of our listeners from today's podcast joining us in permission to thrive we would love to have you with us it's um yeah it's just a super lovely lovely place to be and hang out with other doctors so um thank you so much for coming on today um and i'll see you soon thanks caroline bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the joyful doctor podcast um one of our special editions about uh, the covid pandemic and how we can support ourselves as doctors through this um, challenging time please if this podcast has helped you at all or you think it might help others please do share it um, far and wide we want to try and reach and help as many doctors as we possibly can to get through um, this time together we are going to get through this together thank you for listening bye for now